0: In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 2 Chronicles, chapter 33, verses 10 through 13, where I'll ask the question, how does God prompt repentance? 2 Chronicles 33, verses 10 through 13 says, The Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they paid no attention. Therefore the Lord brought upon them the commanders of the army of the king of Assyria, who captured Manasseh with hooks and bound him with chains of bronze and brought him to Babylon. And when he was in distress, he entreated the favor of the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him and God was moved by his entreaty and heard his plea and brought him again to Jerusalem, into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that that the Lord was God. Manasseh was a wicked king of Judah. And when I say wicked, I mean wicked. He is a total dirtbag. And here are some of the things that Manasseh did. He set up an idol in the temple. He set up an idol in the temple and had people worship an idol in the temple of the Lord. He set up high places and encouraged people to worship false gods all over the nation. He was absolutely despicable. When he should have been encouraging people to faithful worship of the Lord, he was teaching them to do idolatry. And as he's doing that, and as he's teaching them to do idolatry, the wrath of God is building up to come down upon him. But the Lord is merciful. The Lord is compassionate. And the Lord prompts the repentance of Manasseh. But the way he does it might not be in the ways that we might like. So here are three thoughts from Second Chronicles chapter 33 verses 10 through 13, answering the question, how does God prompt repentance? Thought number one, speaking. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and told him that what he was doing was wrong. And you would think that this would be enough. I've never audibly heard from the Lord. But I'd like to think that if the Lord spoke to me in an audible fashion, that I would do what he said. I'd like to think that, but you never know, I suppose. Well, this is exactly what happened to Manasseh. The Lord spoke to him, voicing his displeasure at what he was doing, but Manasseh wouldn't listen. He wouldn't listen. So the Lord prompts repentance first by speaking to Manasseh, this wicked king of Judah, who's leading the people into idolatry. The Lord speaks to him, but he refuses to listen. When the Lord speaks to us, will we listen or will we ignore him? So this is one of the big projects that I have going on as we're reading through the text of Scripture together. We're reading through the Bible, and we trust that as we're reading the Bible that the Lord is speaking to us, maybe not audibly, but he's speaking to us through his word. So we should Repent based upon the Lord speaking to us through his written word. Because if not, then the next type of prompt might happen. Thought number two suffering. The second way that the Lord prompts the repentance of Manasseh is through suffering. Here's what happens. An Assyrian king, who's a vassal of Babylon, an Assyrian king comes and takes him and puts hooks in him and drags him by chains back to Babylon. Think about that for a moment. You're the king, but now you're getting dragged through the streets. You're getting dragged across the countryside with hooks pressed into your flesh, pulled along as a common prisoner, and you're being taken to Babylon. You're being taken to this great Lord, that you should be listening to, that you shouldn't be rebelling against. You're pretty much utterly defeated. The Lord uses suffering to prompt repentance. This doesn't mean that all suffering that you experience in life is the result of sin. We should get that straight right now. Jesus encounters the blind man and his disciples ask him the question, who sinned, the man or his parents, to cause him to be blind? Jesus says, well, that isn't what's going on here at all. We know the story of Job. Job suffers a whole lot, but it isn't because he had done anything wrong that he's suffering. It's so that God would be glorified. The man was blind so that God would be glorified when Jesus heals him. Not all suffering is a result of sin, but when we are being prompted to repentance, suffering is one of the tools that the Lord uses to cause this to happen. So we need to bear that in mind and recognize that the Lord will use our suffering to prompt our repentance so that way we might return to his faithful service thought number three forgiveness the amazing thing to me in this line of thinking is that manasseh was forgiven the lord heard his cry the lord listened to his entreaty and forgave manasseh and put him back took him from babylon and put him back into jerusalem as the king and what happens when manasseh gets there All that idolatry, tears it down. He tears down that idol. He doesn't allow idolatry in the temple anymore. The people, they're still offering sacrifices on the high place, but he does his best and he tries to put a stop to all this idolatry that he had led the people in before. You see, the Lord is profoundly forgiving. And this is something that we should remember when God is prompting repentance that the Lord will accept our repentance so very often. The Lord is prompt to forgive when we repent, when we turn from our sin and we head back into the right relationship with him. The Lord speaks to us to prompt our repentance. He might cause us suffering to prompt our repentance. But when we do repent, the Lord is also profoundly forgiving. He's compassionate. He's gracious. He's merciful. And these characteristics are inherent in his being. So we rejoice in the fact that the Lord forgives those who repent of their wickedness. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 2 Chronicles 33-36. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.